welcome to the Live Life Extraordinary podcast. My name is Bianca Johnson, and I'm a spiritual life coach, mindset master, and manifestation teacher. My mission is to guide you in creating a life of true fulfillment and lasting happiness. I teach practical tools that help you live with purpose, manifest your dreams, and be blissful. If you're looking to uplevel your mindset, your confidence, your relationships, your abundance, your spirituality, and so much more, then you've come to the right place. Think of this podcast as your personal roadmap to transforming your life from ordinary to extraordinary. I know that in such a short time, you will experience transformation beyond your wildest dreams. Thank you so much for pressing play today. Now let's dive in. Hello, gorgeous souls, and welcome back to another episode of the Live Life Extraordinary podcast. I'm your host, Bianca Johnson, and in today's episode of the podcast, I have a special guest named Dave, who's going to be talking to us all about living a happy life and finding our life purpose and all sorts of wonderful things like that. So Dave, thanks so much for being here with us today. It's been a pleasure to be in your show, Bianca. Yeah. So why don't you tell everybody about what you do and the type of work you do and how you got involved with that work? I'm a life coach and a master NLP practitioner. I'm also an etiquette expert. So I started my career as an etiquette expert and trainer, and then I turned up to a life coach. But I do not call myself as a life coach because I deal in all the solutions what people look at. I believe in practicality and I love to help people. Beautiful. So what type, as a life coach, what type of work do you um, help people do? Because I mean, different people help with different, you know, life processes and things. That's a great question, Bianca, because most of the coaches, they do say that I deal with uh, relationships, I deal with happiness, I deal with Uh, professional life so and so but for me I call myself as a lifestyle coach because I come up I have come up with a a different idea to a life coaching business is that I include etiquette also in that life coaching so I call myself as a lifestyle coach so it's not like that I will be just uh, giving solution to people for happiness or life purpose because all the things are interrelated Right. So if you talk about happiness, it comes to your life purpose. If you talk about goal setting, it comes to your life purpose. Everything comes to what's your life purpose or it comes to your personal life. So it doesn't it doesn't give any meaning that you you say, oh, I'm a happiness coach or I'm so and so coach. That's how it is. So I deal in all solutions. Whoever comes to me, if they have got a problem, they want me to help them or navigate them in the life, I'm happy to help. Yeah, I absolutely love that. Cause I think, um, we're, I think in life we get so hyper-focused on getting a relationship or making our career or, you know, whatever it is, we get so hyper-focused that we forget to zoom out. We forget how interconnected it all is and how necessary all of it is for being truly fulfilled, you know, cause when we're so zoomed in, we miss out on 90% of the rest of our lives. Absolutely. Just think about your life as a tree. You know, you you come from a seed. Let's say you are in a, in your mum's stomach, and you you have started growing from a seed. You get your roots. Okay, that's the base of your life. You start from there. You start growing slowly and steadily from childhood 
to adulthood, right? That's how your journey goes. But can we realize that while taking that journey, we have different branches for our life, right? We always forget the branches and also we forget the flaws of our life because the main concept what human thinks about is they just run behind the fruit of the tree, not the branches or the flowers. That's how it is. And that's where, that's where people feel that they are, they are nothing in this world. That's how it is. So you've got to take care of the branches and the flowers also. A small happiness will, will do a lot of things for you. That's how it is. Yeah. I, I've been I've been having a similar conversation with people lately about like the concept of building a house. Like if you get these beautiful stained glass windows that you're gonna put in your house and you're like, I'm just keep trying to put my windows in. I just keep putting my windows in. And I'm like, well, you gotta put down the foundation, you gotta put up the walls, and then you can put the windows in. If you just put the windows in, you know, you need the whole thing to structure the house. And so I think that we have this tendency to get very focused on our one goal, our one intention, the one vision we have for our life that we forget about all those little pieces that really make our journey special and unique and enjoyable. Absolutely. Bianca, have you ever realized that during the ancient time, look at the difference of the lifestyle, the lifestyle, what we are into right now and what was the lifestyle in during the ancient times? Right. Do you think that people who were just, I can't believe, even in the UK, the, the average, the average death rate was less. People used to live by like 110, 112, 115. Really? That was the age. Absolutely. I, I'm talking about five or 10 years ago, not now. Today, you, you ask someone, hey, what's the, average, what's the average age you would like to die? And people say, hey, 80 is enough. Some people would say, hey, 60 is enough. That's how it is. Because we have started running towards just one go. We forget about all of the things. That's how it is. And in today's world, people think wealth is everything and they forget health. Sure. That's how, it, that's how it's going on in today's world. That's, so I, I always tell people, Look at the small happiness. Enjoy your life. That's the mantra over here. And happiness is nothing but the joy you bring to yourself. For sure. I absolutely. I, I was someone that struggled with depression for, you know, like 10 years since I was in high school. And it wasn't until this last year that I really started a practice that I called savoring right? It's like that moment where you're watching a sunset and it's not just like, it's just there, but really like being in the magnificence of it and being in the appreciation for that or eating my favorite ice cream and like how delicious this is and how much I enjoy it and how much I love it. And like, I think we get so caught up in like thinking about everything that happened yesterday that we're upset over and that didn't go the way we planned and then trying to plan for tomorrow and trying to force these goals to come to fruition that we forget that life is happening right here, right now. Absolutely. Have you, you know, just look at kids for, who is a kids uh, or five years age or maybe eight years of age. You give them something, they would be happy about it. They would not think, hey, is this made by, do you, did you include eggs into it? Do you have this? Do you have that? Okay. 
they are just happy eating it. They don't have any questions. Yeah. That's why they enjoy their life. Have you ever seen a five-year-old asking the mum and dad, hey, father, where did you get money from? No, they just love to enjoy their life. Sure. That's how we have to be. It's funny that you gave out those two ages because my niece and nephews live next door to me and that that's how old they are. Um, and so you're right. Like <laughs> those, those moments observing them, it's like everything is so simple and, and a great example, you know, Christmas is coming up and, and we celebrate the holiday and, you know, I put so much thought into well, what would they like and what do they need and how can I, you know, all the stuff where they brought me these little gifts that they got at school. And one of the gifts was a half used glue stick. And she was just so excited to give me this glue stick that like, you know what I mean? And like just their joy and their excitement and being able to like, I thought of you and I got you this without it having to be anything elaborate or anything perfect or anything, you know, just brought all the joy into the experience. Oh, it, it happened similar to me. I've got a nine-year-old, uh, I just have got one kid. And uh, so he, he was just after me, hey, dad, I just I, I want a Christmas tree, an, art, an artificial Christmas tree. I said, I'm okay to give an artificial Christmas tree, but how are you going to enjoy it? You would just keep it for during the Christmas and then definitely you're going to dismantle it and put it in somewhere in the storeroom. That's how it's going to be. So what do you... What do you think if I give you a real Christmas tree to take care of? Would you love to do that? And he was absolutely excited and happy. So I gave him a real Christmas tree. I guess a cypress tree is also called a Christmas tree. So I got that uh, plant, a small plant, hardly 18 inches plant. I gave it to him and it's been a month now and he is happy about it every day. He goes towards that plant and he waters it and he speaks to that plant. <laughs> and I love to see how happy he is because say nothing is to do with how the plant grew, who gave it. He has got the bonding with that plant and that bonding gives him happiness and he doesn't have any terms and conditions for that relationship. It's just a happiness relationship. That's it. I, I love that you talk about the relationship with the plant because that's something that I kind of had this moment of realization over the last couple of years. I don't remember when it was exactly, but it was this idea that like, it's not that I exist and these other things exist as part of my life or whatever, but that I'm in direct relationship with these things, a direct relationship with my career, a direct relationship with my purpose, a relationship mm -hmm. with money, you know, like rather than, oh, I am a separate entity from this and like whatever, but we're in relationship. And how do you nurture this relationship and create a fulfilling relationship and an enjoyable one? Yeah, that's what I'm coming up with uh, soon, Bianca, uh, because I'm, I'm also coming up with my own podcast called The Elegant Diplomacy. And I'm going to talk about the relationships on that podcast. Uh, so... See, I'm a person who always believe that if you have a subtle relationship, you always should have a discipline in that. OK, that brings you happiness. That brings the space between you and your partner. That's how it is, because uh, in diplomat in diplomatic relations, they always talk about concepts like win, 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 lose, lose, win. These are the concepts they talk about. 
right? Now, just take an example of a husband and wife. They're just planning about a, a, a long holiday and the, the husband says, hey, let's go to Italy. And the wife says, no, I don't want to go to Italy. I just, let's go to Australia, right? And all of a sudden they have got a heated up conversation. Now, I want Australia. And he says, no, Italy. I just want to taste cheese over there, right? So... You, you do not reach anywhere. And this, these conversations, they are the reasons to spoil the relations sometimes. Right. So I'm coming up with all these methodologies on my podcast and even during my practices, okay, that would bring a subtleness to the relationship like adding some diplomacy in your relationship or your day-to-day -day life would help and that would bring happiness. I love that idea. Um, even, even taking the concept of happiness, I think we're in relationship with happiness, right? Like sometimes it's, it works very well and it flows very well and it's very enjoyable. And sometimes there's conflict and sometimes there's misunderstanding and sometimes there's distance, right? Absolutely. And do you know that that is a concept I have heard a lot of time, uh, not, on, not only in just one country, but all over the world. People say that when you're a bachelor or you're not married at all, the happiness percentage is 70%, right? Once you get married, it gets reversed. So you're 30% happy, then 70%. That's how it is. Because you... You get dependent, you are dependent on your partner also for that happiness, right? That's the biggest concern these days because people think they keep depending on others for happiness, wearing the happiness within you, right? So you got to find the happiness within you. That's how it's going to be. And there is also misconception people take happiness as one of the feelings from the brain. No, it's not. Happiness doesn't have any connection with your brain. It has connection with your heart. I love that. Right? So if once you start thinking from brain, definitely that's not an happiness. That's, that's a compulsion you're making towards you. For sure. To do that. You think right? it, it's like our societal ideas of what happiness should or shouldn't Absolutely. be versus Absolutely. truly the experience of happiness. That's right. So, so mm -hmm. no, as I say, for people who are like having working towards something that they believe is going to give them happiness um, versus having that relationship and direct experience with happiness, what advice do you have for them on how to get more intimate with happiness? My advice to them, first of all, start looking in within you. What happiness means to you, first of all? Right. If you're thinking that the happiness in your relationship or whatever relationship it is, maybe personal, professional, or your partnership or your corporate relationship, whatever it is, do not be dependent on the other for the happiness. Do whatever you like to do if you're happy with it. Your satisfaction is not going to come if you just keep a, keep a goal. Oh, if I do that, I will get happiness. No. Second thing, do not live in past or future because 
your present is your happiness, not the past, nor the future. You would be spoiling your happiness or you, you, you would be spoiling your presence, present over here if you keep on thinking about future. Who have seen future? No one can predict it. No one can forecast it, right? So when I'm talking about future, it's not the next day. I'm talking about the next moment. If you're happy now, just be happy. Do not worry about the world and what they think about you. If you are happy, your surrounding would be happy. For sure. Another thing is also you have to take into consideration that everything has got their own advantages and disadvantages. Or in the other way, if I have to put it into other words, everything has negative and positive. So do not look at the negative because it's not going to drive you anywhere. It's just going to put you into a maze. I was talking to someone the other day sharing like about how we like to fixate on the negative for some random reason. I'm like, if you're walking into a store and someone holds the door for you, you say, oh, thanks. And you move on. But if, so, if you're walking into the store and the person before, before you slams the door in your face, you're like, I can't believe they just did that. And who do they think they are? And it becomes this like train of like fixation. And so you're right. And every single day and in every single moment, there's both like positive and negative occurrences. But I think the power lies within us to decide where we're going to put our focus and what which ones we're going to choose to live with. Similarly, it goes with a relationship a father is always going to tell the son okay don't do this don't do that he's going to order him he's going to command him right the similar way the son has to think about it okay that's a he has to take the positive from it not the negative from it, negative out of it right because negativity is not going to uh what we say it's not going to improve their relationship it's going to spoil it Right. That's how it is. So when you when you when you spoil a relationship, you not even get in get a chance to mercy. That's how it is. Absolutely. And the same, right. I mean, the same comp uh this, I'm sorry, the same um concept can be applied to not just our relationship with other humans, but our relationship Absolutely. with else, right? Like if it's money that you're in relationship with and you have all these negative thoughts and beliefs about money, you spoil the relationship with money. Or if it's your health and you have all of these negative experiences with your health, you you spoil your health um, versus you know, choosing to take the empowered route of how you're creating that happy change and how you're creating that happy relationship. Yes, and the biggest thing over here lies, uh, Bianca, is that if you make your life joyful, pleasant, everything is going to work for you. So you don't have to worry about, oh, I've got to do this, I've got to do that. Don't worry about it. Just keep it pleasant, keep it simple. Everything would go positive for you. Yeah. What's, what's that old saying about work that says, you know, if you enjoy what you do, you never work a day in your life. Right. So if you're, if you're doing work because you're like, oh, if I do this work, then I'll get more money. And if I have more money than this, and then if that, then this versus if you are just doing the work out of the love for the work and out of the joy for the work and the pleasure for the work that you get to do. Absolutely. So it's a, the instances in my life, I would love to share here is that, uh, once I was just 
I was just into an into an argument with my wife, and she was not talking to me for a couple of days. But during that during those days, she did not cook. Also, I got to cook, and I was thinking, I don't know how to cook, and still I'm cooking. I opened up YouTube, saw some recipes, and started making it. Now, my wife is Indian, you know, so and Indian recipes, they are quite tough to make. So you do not know, I being a Brit, I really don't have any idea that how much I have to use the spices and all this stuff. So I got to make it. So I, I watched YouTube step by step and started making it. I did that for a couple of days. I literally did that. Then we got our relationship back into, uh, back into place and everything was normal. And just a couple of months passed by, my wife was not feeling well and she got hospitalized. And she was hospitalized for 20, 25 days. And that day I realized the two days when I cooked, those were my foundation. Now I'm here 25 days and I'm fine with cooking because I got some experience to cook. And I can cook for my nine-year-old. I love it. So that's the positivity you should take, right? Yeah, we're, I mean, we can look at our external circumstances from a place of victimhood and why me and things like that, or we can take the empowered space of understanding like, okay, this is what I'm experiencing currently. And I have the choice of how I'm going to navigate this with what thoughts, with what energy, with what actions am I going to navigate this? And I think that's what makes the most profound difference. Absolutely. So if you have to make your day very joyful or pleasant every day, I what I do is I when I when I get up, I'm, I'm I do not get up uh, get out of my bed immediately. I sit all in my bed for at least five minutes as soon as I get up. In that five minutes, I do breathing exercise and I say to myself, "It's a new day and a pleasant day." Just keep your hand on your heart and say this. Every day I do that. And if you say that, do not think about what you got to do for the whole day. Do not think what you did last day. No. Just say it's a pleasant day. And smile to smile at you. That's it. Keep a smile. Get out of the bed. I think that's the, the power behind the intention, right? Like if we you know, if you have like a long day or if you know you have a long day ahead of you and you're like, oh, it's going to be such a long day and I'm going to be so exhausted and how am I going to get through this and everything else, then it feels as such. But if you have that intention of whatever happens today, it's going to be a pleasant day. It's going to be a joyful day. I'm going to be grateful today. Like then that's the lived experience you get to have. Absolutely. And uh, talking about the personal relationship also, Bianca, is that say if i do understand that sometimes it's a condition that there is a one person understand the understanding and the other person can't right that's how that's how life is i know that and i can see that you're smiling at me so i can see that you know about it a lot so say if you are going to be happy if you can take everything subtly then definitely the other person is going to think hey he's so polite He's going, he's, he's quite poisoned. He's quite calm. I can see he seems to be very positive. And then what, why I'm doing this? 
that's the question that arises in the other partner's mind. And I experienced it with yeah. my wife, though. <laughs> that's that's always the literally... person we experience it with is the person closest to us, right? Absolutely. That happens. And literally, she called, she asked me, we had a fight last night. How could you be so happy today? I said, I'm, I'm, I just keep on thinking that it's a new day. It's a new start. I think, too, that something important to know is that we don't even have to wait for a new day, right? It just takes a single moment of awareness and presence and um, shift in perspective to say, you know what, I don't have to wait till tomorrow or till the Monday or till the new year to have this shift in how I'm thinking, how I'm feeling, how I'm acting. I've had this moment of awareness now, and now I have the power to choose something else, choose a better feeling, choose a better thought, a better action. Indeed, you, you, what you're saying, it's absolutely per, uh, correct, Bianca. You do not require a new day, okay? But it's, it becomes easy if it's, if it's a new day and you do this exercise every day. It, it becomes easy to live your life very, uh, very joyfully. That's how it is. But let's say that a person, he has not done, he has not done this exercise and he, it's a normal, uh, normal day what they're going through. Or let's say it's a hectic day what they're going through, how can they find happiness at that time? The best, the best thing what they can do here is that just close their eyes, relax. Do not think of what they are doing right now. Do not think what, ha- what they have done. Do not think what they have to do. Just relax. Okay, just relax and think about a happier, happiest moment in your life. Think about it. Imagine that's happening right now in front of you. And then look at the mat and just see the magic happening in front of you. And that's the power of the mind, right? Is that our mind, as we're going through that visualization, can't tell that it's not real. And so by imagining it, we get to experience it as if it's real. That's how our mind. That's how our mind works, uh, right? Because say you do not get any feelings from your from your mind or your brain. It's all the feelings that are at your heart, right? If your if your emotions are nothing to do with your mind, it's it's all heart. That's how it is. Mind, your mind's job is just to give commands to your body. Okay, so this is happening. This is what you have to do. Right, so. When we, say, when we talk about love, definitely, why do we use heart as a symbol of love? That's because that's where you feel it. <laughs> absolutely, that's where you feel it. So happiness is also, it's, it's within your heart, right? That's how it is. Now, love, people say, hey, love is not a feeling, but yes, love is a feeling. It's not a sensation or it's not some kind of decision you, your mind makes it. Okay, your mind, your mind literally make a decision to choose a girl or choose a boy, but love happens. It's it's within your heart, right? Similarly, happiness it happens within your heart. So if you keep on thinking about, hey, I'm going to be happy today, no, that's not how it's going to work. You got to be happy. You got to look within yourself that how happy I am today. 
And uh, Bianca, I will tell you the, tell you a, a true thing over here that a happier person lives long enough. There was okay. a documentary, um, I think it was on Netflix that I watched a few years ago, quite a few years ago now, I was still living at home and I watched it. It was called Happy. That was the mm-hmm. title of the documentary. And it was, it found that the there was this um, one island, I think off of Japan, it was where people were live out living everywhere else on the, on the earth. And, you know, so they're trying to understand, well, is it the water? Is it the diet? What is it that, and this, it was like the sense of community, the sense of love, the sense of just happiness, the lack of stress that like everybody just lived and enjoyed life versus needing more and setting more goals and achieving more. It was just the art of being in life rather than doing, you know? Yeah, that's right. So that's what I told you, right? So because you can't do anything with your life, you've got to be. That's how it is. Because that's how happiness, love, your uh, your emotion works, right? You be, you be in that emotion. You don't do it. I love that. You don't be, you don't do happiness. You don't do love. You be, you are. Yes. That's why we say that we will fall in love, right? You don't work. You don't take decision, right? You don't take decision to fall. uh, You don't take decision to love someone. You just fell in love. Yeah. You don't work towards it. It's not like our goal setting process where we're taking steps X, Y, and Z. It's just, the emotion is suddenly there. It's suddenly present. Now, if someone if, if someone just draws a blueprint of doing love or getting into love, then definitely that person is not in love. No, that. <laughs> I didn't say that intentionally or ironically. I, I really meant that. <laughs> So as far as, as experiencing a life of love and a life of happiness and a life of fulfillment and joy, how does our life purpose fit into all of that? Uh, <clears throat> see, first of all, life purpose. What is your purpose in your life? To live healthy, to live happy. That's your so why, see, first of all, my question to you, Bianca, is why do you earn money? Why are you after money? For different experiences, I guess. <laughs> different experiences. What different experiences are going to do to you? Um, that sense of joy and fulfillment, <laughs> right? Absolutely, right? There you go. There you go. There you get, got the answer. So what I'm trying to, t- trying to say here is, Bianca, is that when we talk about life purpose, our life purpose is to just live healthier life, peaceful life, pleasant life, enjoy our life, right? I'm using a lot of, a, a lot of texts and lips today. So say that's how your life has to be. So I'm not saying do not, don't earn money. Do, do that right? But don't get into the race of life wherein you forget about your life completely. See, in today's world, people who are working in the ITs, they literally run after their jobs. 
they forget their life completely. And from there onwards, they start getting these anxiety things like anxieties and stress factors comes into place and mental illness or different kind of sicknesses, right? Absolutely. Now, the biggest illness or the biggest disease I have to talk about here, the most percentage in, in today's world for ITs is cardiac attack. Right? What, what leads that? Stress. And where does cardiac attack happen? Heart. How right? <laughs> again, again, you have got here that if you are happy, definitely your heart is going to be healthy. Right? And happiness, say happiness is, you can't create happiness. As I said, you've got to be happy. You can't create it. I think we put our, um, I think we have so much external focus and that ends up being the issue, right? When we think about our life for purpose, you know, we think it's like, oh, all the things I'm going to do, the book I'm going to write, the engagements I'm going to speak at, the lives I'm going to change, the, the foundations I'm going to start, you know, um, versus recognizing it's an internal process of being. And then the same thing is true with happiness. We think that it's like, or we tend to think that it's like, oh, it's in the car, it's in the new house, it's in the family, it's in the this and that. And so when we're trying so hard to create this external world and like separating from the internal landscape, that's Mm -hmm. where all this disconnect is coming from. And this is why we're so confused. And so like, well, who am I? And why don't I feel good? And what's the purpose of life? And I just, you know, we're having all these like crises constantly because we don't really understand what that internal world is and how deeply associated it is to our happiness to our well-being to our purpose and that's a wonderful point you have brought up over here because you tell me Bianca that if you're buying a car okay I love Audi I I have bought a new car how you're gonna be happy for a day or two how many how many days are you going to be happy right Again, the ne- and maybe after a month, a month's time and you see a new advertise- advertisement on the television and you say, hey, that's a wonderful car. I want that. Right? So now you start thinking you're not happy with your car. Isn't it? So these, these things are not happiness. And these are nothing to do with happiness because these are just call- short term. I used to call that I'll be happy when syndrome, like I'll be happy when I get X. And then exactly. You have that like temporary fleeting moment of joy and pleasure. But then as soon as that wears off, you're immediately stuck looking for the next thing that's going to provide that desired feeling. Oh, that's the right way to put it. Because temporary happiness is nothing and it's no good for you. It's rather, rather just rather being uh, making your life peaceful. It's gonna, it's it's gonna put you into a compulsion to get more happiness after that, right? To get towards you, you start setting up goals. Okay, I saw that car. Now I'm gonna buy that car after six months. I got to save. I got to work. Now once you say that, once you say that, what you do, you forget the happiness or within you on your life. You start working just like a donkey and you stop keeping everything on the stake. That's how it is. 
you keep on working you keep on working 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 and after a couple of months you say hey i'm stressed got to see a doctor right that's how it says so we keep on setting goals but we never ever set goal that oh today i'm gonna be happy right because if you if if you are peaceful from inside everything goes correct for you because you you can take decisions correctly if you're at peace you can think logically because you're calm right your conversation gets improved because you're poised that's how the magic works of happiness Rather, see, I, I, I don't prefer to call this happiness. I, I prefer to call it my joyful life. Okay, because if your life is joyful, everything goes correct for you. I think we have we have the idea backwards, right? We're like, this comes and then happiness comes. When it's in reality, it's like, no. When you're happy and you're in that good feeling state within you, you have the ability then to create external circumstances that you also desire to experience that's right so today uh, today people do meditation they get into uh, different yogas different kind of yogas which are absolutely phenomenal and they these techniques they work like a charm okay so what what is the reason for behind it what is the root for all the meditation and yoga it's to bring peace to your life. It's that self-regulation point. Right. That's how it is. So people keep, I, say, I, I do get people, I do get a lot of questions uh, from people. They do ask me, hey, Dave, I've earned so much of money. You know, I've got billions of money, uh, money in my bank account. So and so, but you know what? I'm not happy. That question definitely comes. Then I ask them a question. Okay, so you thought that earning so much of wealth is, would bring happiness to your life. Then why are you not happy? While I was earning money, I was just thinking about how to earn it. Now I've got a lot of money in my bank account and I'm thinking how to spend it. Because I don't want my, I don't want to pay taxes to government. I just want to use it. Yeah. Then here comes the question that, where is the happiness for you? So is that happiness would come once you start spending your money? They say, I really don't have any idea. So I got to tell, I always tell them, okay. I want sit, relax, just relax for five minutes. I don't want you to think about your money at all. Just relax. Just think about you. Who are you? How did you start your journey in this world? Think about it. Then we can start talking. And when they come, when they come back to me after five minutes, they say, Dave, you know what? I think I'm on the wrong path. So that's, see, these are the questions. People do not understand that running behind something, you can't, and there is a saying, you know, that 
if you keep on running behind the happiness, it will always slip off, slip out of your hand. You can't catch it. Right? Happiness is not an opportunity that you create. Your happiness is going to create your opportunities in your life. I love that. Right. Because just imagine, just imagine, imagine in corporate world, let's take an example of a corporate world now. But in corporate world, you have got your boss sitting. If he's in good mood, he says, hey, everybody, you have met hot targets. Let's have a party. He's happy. Right. But once he's not happy, he, he's quite he's a, he's into some, he, he's into some hardship. Then he would come to you, uh, come to employees and he say. This month, I'm not happy with your performances. I'm going to increase your targets. Similar way, if you're happy, your surrounding is going to be happy. Everyone is going to be happy around you because it creates an, it creates an ambiance around you. Right. So uh, one of my friends, he's also a life coach, and he always says this that happiness creates an aura and it also gives you an aroma. <laughs> I agree. I mean, and, and I think we've all experienced this, right? Like you know that, that, that feeling when you're at a, a party or an event and somebody enters and they just light up the room, right? Like that's the aura. Yes, that's right. That's what I was talking about. You know, Bianca, I wasn't, I was never like this. And then literally, even I didn't know the meaning of happiness in my life, because I was, uh, if, if you would talk uh, 10 or uh, 15 years ago, I was in depression and I, I was in depression for six months. So that was a very hard time for me because my girlfriend cheated on me, my cousin cheated on me and they got married to each other. And that's who I came to know when I it I was getting married to my girlfriend at that time. I was waiting in front of the father in the church, and my girlfriend comes to me and says, "Hey, Dave, I got married." So my state of mind was so hard that I wasn't able to get out of it, and I was into a depression for six months. So which didn't which didn't allow me to get out of my room at all. So I wasn't within my room and I left my job. Everything was spoiled. So one day my grandma, she, I love my grandma a lot. And I used to say that my grandma at that time. So she, she just bangs my door and she says, aren't you going to come out even if I die? So that well, those were the words which brought me out of that room. I came out and I hugged her and I told her, never say that. So she said, come here sit and she told me about happiness and she was the person she was my yeah she was my guru or my mentor who told me about happiness that if I keep on thinking about my past I'm not going to go anywhere I'm, rather I'm going to spoil my present and my future so I just got to think about my present I don't have to think about my future if my future if my present is perfect my future is going to be perfect because if I'm calm, poised, if I'm pleasant, then definitely I'm going to take correct decisions rather than being rushy and pushy about it. Pretty simple, right? 
It's so simple and we get it so confused and we get it so backwards all the time. So, so this is how our life goes. And uh, when I came to India, I got to know about a person called Satguru and I started following him, following him and also he tells about all these things. So I learned a lot from that person also. And he's my guru now. So love to hear about life. And you can't really imagine that how ma what magic our life can do. It's and it's all in our hands. No one can do it for you. That's why we coaches are there, right? So we uh, see, I, I never, ever advise or suggest anyone to do something. I just navigate. I just guide them. I just make them feel where they are and what they could be. I think I, think I make, I, see all I make them realize. People. Yeah, I think we see all these other people and all these, you know, these actors and these athletes and all these people doing incredible things. And we feel so small, right? And we feel like we can't do it or it's not possible for us. Or who am I to write a book? Or who am I to be a coach? Or who am I to, you know what I mean? And so that is part of it is realizing you are you, this one cosmic event that is you and no one will ever be you again. And that in itself is grand and the ability to be, do and have anything you desire. So the first thing is that you got to be you. That's the key, right? Not being who mom says you should be or dad says you should be or your fourth grade teacher said you should be, but being who you truly are at the core of your being. No, say you say your mum and dad, they are your guides. Okay, they are gonna give you options after all. You got to be this, you got to be that. But you have to think what you're happy with. Absolutely. So well, Dave, this has been a really fun conversation. Thanks so much for bringing your expertise. I hope that this um, these ideas inspire some people to think about the way that they're interacting with their lives and start to change the way they're showing up to invite more happiness into their lives versus chasing more happiness. Oh, I'm glad that I'm, in your, I'm into your show today and uh, we had a lovely conversation and I hope that um, whatever conversation we had, that would help people. And also if anyone requires my help, they can reach me on my Instagram. So you have got my Instagram ID, Bianca, you can just paste it in your description so that they can get in back to me. Of course, Dave's Instagram. I think I don't. I think there's a Facebook link too, and your website and everything. So there's lots of opportunities for people to connect with you if they want to explore work with you further. Um, but Dave, before you do leave today, I usually have one question that it's the signature question of the podcast um, because it is the Live Life Extraordinary podcast. I'd love to know what your definition of an extraordinary life is. The definition for extraordinary life for me is a peaceful path. I love it. Short, sweet, and right to the point. Okay. So it's, it's really wonderful, Bianca. And definitely, if anyone has any questions, they can reach me. Of course. Well, thank you all so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Live Life Extraordinary podcast. And we can't wait to connect with you again soon.
Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Live Life Extraordinary podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the podcast at biancamjohnson.com forward slash LLE podcast, which is linked in the description box for easy access. When you subscribe to the podcast, you'll receive weekly notifications when new episodes are released, as well as a free higher self guided meditation to get you started on your journey of becoming your best self and creating your best life. 